everybody. Amen. Happy Sunday morning to you. Amen. As we continue to move toward Christmas. Amen. Today is um, about a week and a half away from Christmas and I pray that you're doing well this morning and that uh, continuing to walk with God in spite of everything. Amen. Uh, a lot of things going on in the earth. I'm sure a lot of things going on in your life. Um, but we praise God that he is truly more than enough uh, for us. Amen. So, um, just praying the best for you this morning. And um, appreciate uh, your continued prayers for us. Amen. Um, we need to be covering each other in prayer. Um, on this morning, as we have two Sundays before Christmas, amen, this Sunday and, and next Sunday, um, I'm going to come to you from a place that God actually spoke into my heart about three weeks ago, and um, something that even up until this very moment, um, continue to receive some revelation, and so um, pray for me on this one, but let's go to Luke chapter 19, and we're going to look at one verse there, and I'll admit that at the time, you know, I felt the Spirit leading me in this direction, it seemed like this was for another time, but God <clears throat> knows, amen, everything, and He knows exactly what it is we need and when. And so we praise God for um, his guidance over the past few weeks on this one. But it's in Luke chapter 19, and we're going to look at one verse there. We're going to look at verse number 10. And it says, King James Version, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. Amen. The Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your holy name and we thank you, O oh God, on this day. For this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. And Father, yes, we just thank you, O oh God, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And Father God, that you are with us on today, speaking unto us, leading us and guiding us in your faithfulness. Father, we ask you now, God, to look kindly upon us and, and God bless us with a word from heaven. Yes, uh, encourage us in our spirit. Build us up in, my, in our most holy faith and continue to lead us and to teach us your more excellent way. And Father, we just thank you, God, that as you do it, you will reveal more to us of who you are yes, and who God. we are in Christ Jesus. And so, Father, have your way today. And Father, we give you the praise in advance for everything that you're going to do and say. Father, I just ask you to strengthen me from the top of my head to the yes, sole of my Father. feet. That, Father, that I may do the will of the Lord. And through it all, God, may you be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so we um, we read one, one verse, Luke 19 and 10. Uh, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Our title today is A Searching Love. A Searching Love. And as I, as I mentioned, you know, three weeks ago or so, I don't know exactly when, but it was several weeks back when the Lord placed this scripture in my heart. And I didn't think, at first I'm thinking, well, that's not for Christmas. Which is kind of odd when you think about it. You know, because we, you know, we have these ideas about Christmas. Even in the church, what, you know, we're supposed to sing certain songs at Christmas. We read certain verses at Christmas, right? The shepherds abiding in the field and um, uh, Joseph having a dream. Those types of things. Um, but if Christmas truly is about Christ, and it is, then truly every verse in this Bible is about Christmas, right? 
um, because every verse in this Bible, everything points to Jesus Christ. But it's odd that we sometimes think about things that are Christmas. And that's what I did. No, that's, that's not Christmas. But in a week since, you know, um, God has been sort of impressing upon my heart something that he wants to share today. And that is this. Christmas is a time when we celebrate or we're supposed to be celebrating the birth of Christ, right? Um, a lot of us, most of the world gets carried away into other things and it just becomes a, a great gift grab. Um, but it's supposed to be about celebrating the birth of Christ. God the Father gave his only begotten son and Jesus left the glory of heaven and came into this sin-sick world for a reason. Mm -hmm. There was a purpose behind the Father giving the Son and Jesus um, leaving glory to come down to earth. There was a purpose behind it. And in truth, Jesus came on a search and rescue mission. Um, as we read in Luke in 10, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's how the King James Version phrases it, that which was lost. Not those, it says that. When it talks about that, what's the that? Well, I believe that part of the that that Jesus came to seek and to save was the dominion that belonged to man from the very beginning. Mm -hmm dominion over the earth. I believe that 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 Jesus came to seek and to save was the authority that man was supposed to have in the earth. Uh, that it was the peace that man was supposed to have in the earth with each other and with God. It, it's that that is the joy and the hope mm -hmm. that man was supposed to have in the earth amongst each other and with God. That that is the relationship with the Father that was pure, holy, and undefiled, mm -hmm. which was the purpose for God creating man in the first place, all of which was lost when Adam sinned. I believe that part of the that is all of those things and more, right? That Jesus came to redeem that because man had lost it. Man had lost the dominion. Man had lost the authority, the peace, the joy, the hope, lost that perfect relationship with the Father. And Jesus came to restore that. He came on a mission to search and to rescue, to seek and to save that which was lost. But I also believe, though, that, amen, as some versions will say it, that Jesus came to seek and to save those who were lost, right? Every man, woman, and child, amen. David said that, that he was uh, shaping in iniquity, right? Conceived in sin and shaping in iniquity. We all are, right? We are all in need of a Savior. And so Jesus came to save those who were lost, those, you know, every man, woman, and child who needed to be found by the Father. And so it's a search and it's a, it's a search and rescue mission that Jesus came on. God so loved this world, and that love that he had was an active love, a passionate love. It, 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 it's a searching love. It wasn't a love that was satisfied with declaring its love from afar. I really love mankind, mm -hmm. but not doing anything. I really love those people made in our image and likeness down on earth, you know. I really love them. No, it was an active, passionate, determined love a searching love that would stop at nothing yes. to get engaged and to get involved in the affairs of men. It was a searching love that God demonstrated. 
This Christmas, just as it is every Christmas, there are people who are lost and in need of salvation. Amen. Let's start there. And in need of salvation. And in fact, you know, right now, there's no better time, as the song says, to prepare him room. You know that song, Joy to the World? Yeah. Let every heart prepare him room. There's no better time to prepare him room than now. You know, um, we all at one point or another, if we are now part of the body of Christ, at some point or another, we were lost. We were out there, right? We, we were lost. And we gave our life to Jesus. Amen. And we became found. Glory to God. And there's some people right now who are lost. And uh, Jesus came for you. Amen. That's why he came to this earth. That's why he, he, he took upon him the form of a servant and was found in, in fashion as a man. That is why he suffered, bled, and died. That is why um, he was buried and then on the third day he rose. It was all because of you. He wanted to seek and save you. And so there's no better time to receive that gift of salvation than right now. Um, but this Christmas, just as every other Christmas, there are people who are lost, but there are also people who have suffered loss. They have lost loved ones, and they've lost jobs, and they've lost homes, and um, marriages have been lost, and relationships with family and dear friends have been lost. People have suffered loss, not just this year because of the pandemic, just but because we live in this sin-sick world, loss is part of the equation. And so this Christmas, like every Christmas, there are people who have suffered loss. But Jesus came for you too, amen, for those who have suffered loss. Um, this Christmas, like every other Christmas, there are people who are at a loss. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. They're facing hills and mountains and find themselves in the midst of a valley. And they don't know what to do. They're at the end of their rope. They feel like giving up. They are totally at a loss. Well, Jesus came for you too, amen. Yes. So Jesus came for those who are lost. Jesus came for those who have suffered a yes. loss. Jesus have, has come for those who are at a loss, right? He came to condemn you. He's not seeking you out to put you down. He's not seeking you out to question you or to berate you. He's not seeking you out to tell you of all the mistakes that you made and, 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 and the things that you did wrong. He's not seeking you out to tell you that you should have known better. He's not seeking you out to tell you how you wasted opportunity and all these other things. He's not seeking you out for that. Yes. He's seeking you out to save you, to save your soul, to save your heart from being broken, um, to, to save you from, a, you know, from making a bad choice now that you don't know where to go and, 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 and what to do. He's here to save you, but here's the thing. He's here most of all, if we just put it in the simplest terms, he's here to lavish his love upon you. Yeah. It's a searching love. God so loved the world, he went searching for you. Amen. He sent Jesus into the earth to search you out, to find you. And that's not something that happened once. It's something that is always going on. It's always in, in motion. Jesus continues to seek and to save. Yeah. In fact, yeah. if, if you don't believe that, look, let's look at something. Let's go to 2 Chronicles. Praise the Lord for this one. 2 Chronicles. Chapter 16. So this just shows, and for me, this just shows the heart of God. It says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong in behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him. See, that to me is, 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 a, is a vivid demonstration of the love of God. Yeah. He's actively searching 
for you. He's actually searching for people so that he can lavish his love upon them. It's a searching love. It's an active love. It's not a love that's sitting back. It's a love that takes the first step, that takes the initiative. Jesus left heaven yeah. in order to show his love to the earth. Amen. Jesus went through what he went through. The false accusations, you know, the 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 scourging, the cross. Amen. He he the separation from the Father. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He went through all of that so he could show each and every one of us his love. He came searching in order to love us. Now, um, we're in the Gospel of Luke, so why don't we just turn to Luke 15. Turn back a few chapters with me to Luke 15. And in Luke 15, Luke 15, there are three parables in Luke 15 about the lost. The lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. Mm -hmm. And... Um, we're going to read the parable of the lost sheep and the lost coin because they're shorter. The one about the lost son is one that we all know well. It's the, it's, it's the parable of the prodigal son. Mm -hmm. So we won't read all of that, but we'll talk about it. But, but these are three parables about the lost. The lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son. And, and, and these parables demonstrate the heart of God. Let's look first at the parable of the lost sheep. Jesus spoke this parable and he said, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, does not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost, what? Until he finds it. Mm -hmm. See, that's a search that says, I'm not stopping until my mission is complete. Yeah. See, that's the heart of God. I'm not just searching to say I searched. Glory to God in heaven. I'm not searching so I can seem like I'm doing the right thing or I'm a good person or, you know, I'm a good God. No, I'm going to search until I find. Yeah. I'm going to search until my mission is complete. There are some people who are running from God even right now. Yes. I want you to know God is searching for you mm -hmm. and he is not going to stop. Yeah. Until he finds you. Now, in truth, you're going to find him. But it's just easier to understand in this way because we're the ones who run. <laughs> we're the ones who deny. We're the ones who don't come and, and, yeah. and to the throne of grace. So really, we're the ones that need to find. But, 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 but God is searching. It's a searching love that he has. And so it talks about this shepherd who says he's going to go after that lost one until he finds it. Verse 5. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented more than over ninety and nine just persons. Who need no repentance. This shepherd in this parable of Jesus demonstrates the heart of God, that he is going to, that searching love that is not going to be denied. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find you. Amen. Yes. I'm going to introduce myself to you. I'm going to find you. And I'm not going to stop until I find you. The shepherd in this story demonstrated his love for that lost sheep. And that lost sheep, if he could think this way, would understand because there were a hundred, ninety and nine of them were saved. But, but what the shepherd's actions demonstrated was that the shepherd believed with all his heart that that one sheep was worth the effort. That yes. one sheep was worth it. Amen. I want you to know today, amen, that in the eyes of God, I don't care what your ex-husband told you. I don't care what your ex-wife told you. I don't care what your current wife and husband are telling you. I don't care what your kids are telling you, what your parents are telling you. I don't care what your friends and your siblings are telling you, what, what, what 
the school teacher way back when told you, or you might even be telling yes. yourself right yeah. now. I want you yeah. to know right now that in the eyes of God, you're worth it. Amen. Yeah. You are worth him searching you out so that he can lavish his love upon you. Yes. You're worth it. Amen. Now let's go to the, the, um, the parable of the lost coin. This is in Luke 15 and 8. It says there that either, as Jesus is continuing, either what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek how diligently until what? She find it. Mm -hmm. Amen. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. Yeah. And we see the same thing. A searching that will not stop until the mission is complete. Yeah. A searching that will not stop until she finds it. Just like with the shepherd. He goes searching for that one sheep. The 99 are saved. But he goes searching for that one and doesn't stop until he finds it. The woman, she has nine other coins. They're valuable. But she's not going to stop until she finds the one that was lost. Yes. And see, what that demonstrates to us is that the woman in searching for this, even though she has nine coins, that that lost coin was valued by her. Amen. Yes. It was valued by her. And because it was valued, she said, I'm going to search it out until I find it. So just like the, the shepherd let that sheep know, you're worth it. Because I got 99 others, yeah. but you're worth it. Right? Here's the other thing. This woman is saying things of value are worth searching out. Yeah. And the fact that God comes searching you out lets you know he values you, right? You're worth it, but he also esteems you highly, amen? He, he, he calls you worth it, but at the same time, he, he values you for who you are. Yes. Enough where he says, I'm not going to stop looking for you. I'll tax the last grain of sand if I need to in order to demonstrate my love to you. Yes. God values us enough. God valued you enough. He values us enough that, that he came searching for us yes. through Jesus Christ. Amen. And he's Amen. continuing to search for us even at this Christmas time. And then we have the parable of the lost son. And we know this parable. We're going to paraphrase it in the sake of time. But in this parable, right, man had two sons and the younger son came and said, Father, give me my inheritance. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to go on and, and uh, you know, live the life. And so his father gave him his inheritance. And the, and the son went out and, and the Bible says that he, he uh, wasted it on, and as it says in verse 13, with riotous living. Yeah. Amen. He was wasteful. That's what prodigal means. Amen. It's not a good thing. He was wasteful, right? Yeah. He wasted what he had. And when he had spent all he had, a famine arose in the land. He didn't have anything to eat. He didn't have a job. And so he found someone uh, who gave him a job feeding swine, feeding pigs. And for a Jewish young man, this was the lowest of the low, right? To be feeding swine. Amen. Um, and he's so hungry that he almost started eating the food that he was feeding to the pigs. And he's in the pig pen, and he's, in, he's among pigs, and he's among slop, and he's among mud, and he's, this is what he's doing. And he came to himself, and he said, what am I doing in this mess? Yes, yes. Have you ever said that to yourself? You yeah. know, one day you just go, what am I doing in yeah. this mess? And, and, and maybe, like with the prodigal son, it was a mess of your own making. 
You made the mess by making bad decisions, by thinking you were ready for something when you weren't, by asking for something before the time. Amen. You, whatever. Sometimes we just make bad decisions. Can anybody admit to making bad decisions? And sometimes those bad decisions leave your life in a mess. That's where he was. He was in a mess. And he came to himself and said, I'm going back to my father. I'll go back and I'll be his servant because his servants eat better than this. I'll go back and be his servant. And we know the story. He he rehearses this nice little script. Father, I'm not worthy to be called your son and all the rest of this stuff. And he goes back and he's rehearsing this as he walks. Father, I'm not worthy to be called your son. I'm not worthy to be called your son. And he's so busy rehearsing that he doesn't know that as he's getting closer to home, but he's still far away off, that he doesn't know that his father sees him. Well, how does his father see him if he's a far way off? It's because the father was looking for him. Every single day, looking. Is this the day my son is coming home? Every day, scanning the horizon to see if his son was going to come back. Because word had gotten back of how the son was living. Because if you remember, when the brother came and said, what is this all about? They said, oh, your brother is back. And we killed the fatted calf. And he was so upset. The eldest son was so upset because he said that his, 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 um, he said, this many years I've served you, right? And you've never given me anything. But, but, but as soon as this thy son was come, which has devoured his living with harlots, you do a party for him. So word had gotten back home of how the son was living. Of how he was messing up out there. Right? It got back home. Didn't matter to the father. The son had made his life a mess. Didn't matter to the father. He still went searching for him. His son had had had, had brought dis, disrepute to the family name. Didn't matter to the father. He still went looking for his son. And on one of these days, his son, after coming to himself, came back home. And what did the father do? The father ran to him. Yeah. Yeah. Hugged him in his arms. Yeah. Kissed him on his neck. Yeah. And then said, not go get a robe and put it on him. Go get the best robe and put it on him. Amen. See, see, this is how the father, he doesn't just love us. He loves us with the best. Amen. He wants to lavish his love upon us. And so even when we insist on our own way, and even when we insist in going our own way, and, and we get into a mess of our own making, God never stops searching for us. Mm-hmm. And so what the Father here demonstrates is, is the extent that God will go. That God will go searching for us no matter what. Doesn't matter what you did. Doesn't matter how many mistakes you made. Doesn't matter how many times you you, you broke made a vow and broke it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. God is going to is searching for you no matter what. But I made a bad mistake. I didn't listen to my mom and now I'm in this situation. Doesn't matter. God is searching for you. I didn't listen to my husband and now I'm in this situation. Doesn't matter. God is searching for you. I didn't listen to my pastor and now I'm in this situation. Doesn't matter. God is searching for you no matter what. And so we see here that Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. He came on a search and, and rescue mission. And we see from these three parables that the heart of God, that, that he's going to search. He's searching for you because you're worth it. He's searching for you because he values you. And he's going to search for you and find you. And then he's going to search for you no matter what yeah. you did. Mm-hmm. Amen. This is the power of a searching love. God has a searching love. 
Amen. You know, I think about the searching love of Jesus, and it's demonstrated in everything that the Father does, everything that Jesus does. But when that day when Jesus was with his disciples and he wanted to return to Galilee, this is in John chapter 4, and he wanted to return to Galilee, and the Bible says he must needs go through Samaria. And see, see, <laughs> strict Jews at that time, if they needed to go to Galilee, and they were, in, you know, they needed to go north, and they were in the southern part of, they didn't go through Samaria. They went around Samaria. And we talked about this before. They would travel north to a certain point, yeah. and then they would go east to cross the Jordan River. And then they would continue to travel north until they got past Samaria on the other side of the river. And then they would cross the river again. It took them longer. They went out of their way to avoid the Samaritans. They took a longer route because that is how much strict Jews despise Samaritans because they intermarried. These were Jewish people who intermarried with other people, people of other nations. And so strict Jews would go out of their way to avoid, to avoid Samaria. But here is the heart of God. The heart of God in Jesus Christ revealed. Because strict Jews, who, by the way, call themselves people of God, Yes. would go out of their way to avoid Samaritans, yes. but Jesus went out of his way to meet one Samaritan woman. Yes. He said, I must needs go to Samaria. So in other words, he didn't take the normal route. He went out of his way to go to Samaria because he knew that there was one troubled woman there who needed to be visited by God. Yes. And he deliberately went to a place where people of God refused to go. This is the power of a searching love. Amen. Amen. That he had people, he had this one person that he said, I must need see them. And see, here's the thing. We all have must-needs people in our life. <laughs> yes. We have yeah. people that from God's point of view, <laughs> yes. we must needs go see about them. There is somebody in your family right now who is a must-needs person for you. Yes. You must needs pick up the phone and call them. You must needs go in yes. your life who who are maybe more than one who are must needs people people that you must needs to see you need to stop going around them and and doing all kinds Amen. of things and getting caught up Amen. in this and that so that you can avoid seeing them if we want you need to take the must needs route Amen. because they need to to be touched by the god in you instead of Amen. you taking the god that's in you and avoiding them. Now, if we go back to Luke chapter 15, we started at verse 3, and I just want to go to verse 1 and verse 2. And we see here that, I'm just going to read it. It says, Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, this man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. So notice, Jesus told these three parables. The parable of the lost sheep and mm -hmm. of the lost coin and of the lost son. After the Pharisees and scribes, so-called people of God, mm -hmm. were murmuring and complaining about Jesus associating with tax collectors and sinners. Yeah. Put another way, people who were in need. They were complaining <laughs> yeah. about Jesus associating with people who were in need. And just like the Pharisees and the scribes of this day, of that day, there are too many people who profess to know, love, and follow God today 
who yes. do not emulate God by exhibiting a searching love. Yes. They wonder, why are you bothering with them? They're not worth it. Why are you bothering with them? What value do they have? Why are you bothering them with them? Don't you know what they did? But see, the searching love of God says you're worth it. The searching love of God declares you have value to me, the God yes. of all creation. The yes. searching love of God comes searching no matter what. Yes. Amen. People of God. But it's a searching love. And see, there's a difference, you know, we all have a certain measure of love, don't we, in our heart. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, God has a searching love. Some of us, though, some, I don't want to say some of us, there are some who have a love that doesn't go searching. It, it, it waits to be yep. engaged. It waits to be found and engaged, right? But 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 the love of God initiates the matter, right? Amen. It goes searching. It's not a love that waits to be approached and found before it's shown. If God did that, he would never have lavished his love on us. You know, the Bible says, what manner of love is this that we shall be called the children of God? If you read that in the New Living Translation, it talks about the, 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 the love that God has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. And so, if there, are, if there are two things, and I pray there are more, but if there are just two things that you can take from this, the first is this, God has and always will have a searching love. Amen. Amen. A love that is going to search until the mission is complete. Amen. Mm -hmm. An active, passionate, uh, refuse to be denied type of love. A love that will stop at nothing to engage with those who others believe are the lowest of the low. That is the heart of our God. He always has and always will have a searching love. And even if you found him already, he's still looking for you. Amen. Amen. He's still looking for you. And he's looking for you so that he can love on you. Amen. He's looking for you so that he can show you his goodness. He's Amen. looking for you so that he can, he can you know, bless you and, and, and increase you. He's looking upon you so he can help you. He's looking for you. And once he finds you, as he found us originally, he just keeps on looking for ways to lavish his love upon us. Amen. And so, on this, as we stand here at this Christmas time, receive his love, amen? Because it's a gift. Receive amen. his love. It's a searching love. It's a powerful love. It's a love that, as, as Paul says, a love that never fails. Mm -hmm. Receive his love. Because uh, God is looking to lavish his love upon you. That's one thing. The second thing is, we should ask God to give us a searching love. Yes. Amen. Because this is not natural. Searching love is not natural. It's supernatural. Amen. Yes, indeed. It's not earthly. It's divine. It's heavenly. Amen. Um, and so we need to ask God for searching love and not to sit here and go, well, that's how I am. Mm. <laughs> ask God to give us a searching love. Remember, all of us right now have some must-needs people who haven't yes. been met yet. Why? Why haven't we met with them yet? Because our love is really not the searching love that Jesus had. Jesus' searching love wasn't in word only. He must needs go to Samaria. What did he do? He went to Samaria and he met with this woman who was in desperate need of the conversation that day. And so we have to ask God to give us a searching love. Amen. Ask God. Amen. And, and when we ask God for a searching love, and, and, and 
even for those who believe that you already have a searching love or this message may inspire you to say, I'm going to have a searching love. I want to caution you on one thing that often happens, I've seen and experienced, that many times when we hear a word which encourages us and inspires us, we immediately start thinking big things. Mm -hmm. if, God, if God shares with you or the preacher shares with you, God shares through the preacher or the teacher about how God loves the orphans and the widows and the poor and the needy and the least of these and, and your heart burns and you go, I got the revelation. Sometimes we want to run with that revelation and go open an orphanage and start a ministry and, 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 and do things for unwed mothers. and right? We want to do the big thing, right? when we hear something like this. And so here we talk about a searching love and see some of us are gonna go, ooh, let me go see who's in need. And we might even go on Google. That's not the type of search we gotta do, man. But we might start going on Google to see what communities are in need and what organizations. And we might wanna do something in China and in Africa or in another part of the country and all the rest of this stuff. But, 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 but I just want to, because see, sometimes we think that, that if God told us something, God's a big God, and if he told us something, then we got to do a big thing with this, 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 this big revelation that we got from this big God. That's true. But I want to share something with you. If you turn with me for a second to the book of Acts chapter 1. chapter 1 verse 8 it says this is Jesus speaking to his disciples but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth this reveals to us how God wants us to operate. Mm -hmm. Don't start trying to go to the outermost parts of the earth first. Hmm. So when, when you hear this message about a searching love, don't go searching to see what you can do in China or in India <laughs> or in Africa. See, Jesus said, you're going to be witnesses unto me, but where are you going to do it first? Mm -hmm. You're going to be doing it, it says, in Jerusalem. Why Jerusalem? Because yeah. that's where they live. And so what Jesus was saying, you start doing work for me right where you are. Yeah. Don't go looking elsewhere. Start right where you are. Amen. Right? And then, and then you can go to all Judea. Why all Judea? Because Jerusalem was part of Judea. And so he's saying, you're going to start in Judea, but you're going to start in Jerusalem, right where you are. Then you're going to go to all Judea. Then after that, you're going to go into Samaria. And then after that, you'll go to the uttermost parts of the earth. So when you hear this message about a searching love, don't go looking all over the place. Don't go Google who needs help and all this other kind of stuff. Start right where you are Amen. because because chances are good right where you are that there might be a teenage boy in his bedroom behind closed doors playing a video game yeah. who's aching for your involvement and engagement yeah search yeah. him out right where you are and you might find that there's a little teenage girl with a baby face in her bedroom putting on adult makeup about to take a selfie that she's going to post on Instagram because she's looking for attention, love, and affirmation. Start right where you are. We don't have to go look all out there. Amen. There's someone who sits across from you in the dinner table who you need to find with a searching love. There's someone who 
who, who shares the cubicle with you, who needs that searching love. There's some yeah. of you who, yeah, amen, who on your pew, whether it's a virtual pew or a real pew right now, who need your search. You don't got to go looking all over the earth. Start in Japan, right where you are. Amen. Start right where you are. Now, as I say that, someone will say, well, I need to search. I need somebody to search me out. I know, and God knows. And this is what God wants me to share with you. By faith, by faith, believe right now that God has already sent to you grace on two feet. Yes. Right now, believe that. Right now, that God has already sent to you grace on two feet. Yes. Not grace on angels' wings, not grace on eagles' wings, but grace on two feet, meaning people. Someone who is on their way walking into your life. Amen. Amen. Living, breathing grace of God. Believe that. And if you can believe that, then you, in the meantime, you go and be what you're waiting to receive. Jesus. Amen. You now go and be what you're waiting to receive. And as you go and be... Amen. The grace on two feet for somebody else because you searched them out. The grace that God has released in your life is going to come into your life. And God, who's always searching for you, will find you through grace Amen. on two feet. Amen. But we need to do that. Amen. We need to do it um, because we all need to experience the searching love of God. But Jesus came to the earth once. Amen. Mm -hmm. Next time he's coming, he's coming to take us on out of this joint. Amen. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right? He come to gather us up. But right now, Jesus is still here, but he's here because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us, inside of all of those who believe in the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so the searching love is still here, but it's inside of us. Amen. Amen. And, and, and we have to allow this searching love that we receive. First of all, we got to receive it, continue to receive it. And then, right, freely you have given, the Bible says, freely give. Amen. And so we got to freely give that which we have freely received. And so that, you know, others can experience the searching love of God. And you and I can continue to experience the searching love of God Amen. as we be grace on two feet and we receive grace on two feet. Why should I go searching for them? They're not worth it. They don't deserve it. That's why it's called grace. Amen. Amen. Grace is undeserved favor. Amen. It's grace on two feet. You go and you search them out and God has already sent into your life people who are searching you out. Amen. To give you and I what we don't deserve. Amen. But through it all, it's part of God's search and rescue mission. Right? Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. It's still going on right now. Yes. And and it's something that is that that is going on in the earth is and, and at this Christmas time because there are people who are lost, they've suffered loss, people who are at a loss, and there are people who need to be touched. By the searching love of God. People who need to know that they are worth the effort, that they are valued, and that they are loved no matter amen. what. Amen. amen. And so uh, just pray that you're encouraged, amen, to know that God's looking for you. Amen. <laughs> God's looking for you. Amen. I forget the joke um, about the two little mischievous boys. Oh, under the bed. Uh, under the bed. No, I think um, there's something about um, oh. they 
had gone to church or something, and grandma was saying that, you know, you need to find Jesus. Like he heard him saying, you need to find Jesus, you need to find Jesus. And he went to his brother and said, Jesus is missing, and they think we took him. (laughs) (laughs) We all need to find Jesus, but here's the thing. But God's looking for you, and he's not looking for you because you're in trouble. Amen. Amen. He's searching for you because he wants to lavish his love upon you. Amen. Amen. And um, at the same time, he then, once we receive, we can then lavish that same love that we've received onto other people. Amen. Yeah. A searching love. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your name. Yeah. Glory to God. We thank you for what you have just shared with us, oh God. We thank you, God, for sharing your heart with us on today, Father God. We just truly love you as we continue to look to you, yes, oh God, as our Lord, our Savior, and our King. Father, I pray that the word that you have spoken, oh God, will continue to bless us not only throughout this day and this season, but Father, truly, that it will bless us for the rest of our lives. But Father, I also pray, God, that that we not only have heard what you've spoken, but God, that we will be doers, that we will walk it out, that we may see the word of God uh, in action in our lives, that lives around us can be changed for the better. Father, we bless you right now for your searching love. We thank you, God, that you so loved us, that you came looking for us, and that you're continuing to look for us, letting us know that we're valued, that we're worth it, and that, God, that you will love us no matter what. And so, Father, we just give you praise and we give you thanks. Now, God, just bless us. Let us continue to walk in the revelation. Yes, and, Father, we'll continue to lift up our hands in the sanctuary or wherever we are and bless the Lord. Yes. Father, we bless you now and we praise you now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Well. We'll see you uh, next time. Uh, prayerfully, we will see you on, on Wednesday night for Bible study. Um, but continue to pray for us and we continue to pray for each other as we close out this new year. Heading toward Christmas and then closing out 2020. So God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day.